to podcast number, is it 13? Is this lucky 13? Is this lucky 13? It's because there's a lot of bad luck coming this way. There's some dark clouds in Kathleen's financial future. (laughs) (laughs) It's always raining in Kathleen's world and it's it's never raining money. Never money! Actually, no, you get sound exchange checks, you lucky little devil. It doesn't rain for me, it like sprinkles. Yeah, just enough to get you soaked. <laughs> I'm not quite sold, soaked. I'm like half wet. So you're trying to buy. What kind of car are you trying to buy? It's like a. We didn't even have that much of a choice. There was like three choices we could have gotten because of all this stupid financing crap. And it it's just like a Ford Explorer or something. Or Ford Explorer. Those are pretty good. Yeah. A ski or something. I don't know what it is. It's a Ford. I just need a new car. Yeah, your old one is a. To- you're you're cruising around in a Toyota Sienna. Yeah, two thousand. Graduated a year after me. Is it a 2000? I'm, that's funny that I'm driving a 1999 Mercedes SUV. <laughs> just a shit box. It's one of it's like it's that's why. You do people still look at you like you're better than them though because you have a Mercedes? Of course they do. <laughs> no, they don't. Not when they see rust. I think cor- corrosion is the deal breaker. <laughs> Rust bucket Mercedes. Ooh, it's a rusty old Mercedes. <laughs> Who's driving that? Someone got it. At a... least he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if like rich people were just like th- threw away their cars and we could just go pick them up? Oh, they basically kind of do. We still can't afford them. We still can't afford them. <laughs> They're like, yeah, get rid of this fucking thing. I don't know. We'll sell it for, I don't know, eight grand. <laughs> and we're like, eight thousand? That's too much. Sir, I can't afford it. No, a rusty old Mercedes 1999 and then a 2004 Dodge Boom. Caravan. Ford Dodge? Um, like Ford? Dodge. Oh, Dodge, Dodge Caravan. Caravan. Yeah, it's a beautiful, I mean, they're they're beautiful vehicles. Yeah, no. they are. They're classy. They're not. Oh, now, now we have a Ford Edge, a 2011 Ford Edge. Three cars. We're getting rid of the Mercedes. Okay. Giving it back to my dad. <laughs> Are you giving it back to your dad? My dad's it away. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. blind, which is great. So why are you giving it back to him? <laughs> <laughs> well, because he wants it back. To do what? Just because that's how old people are. He's not. It, that Mercedes. <laughs> tell you where it belongs. In my fucking garage. <laughs> so the way that old people look at things is, as long as their property is out. Yeah. Like if you borrow a wrench off of them, or a screwdriver, yeah, 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 yeah. or a lawnmower, or a vehicle, God forbid. Yeah. They're they kind of they go to sleep a little later at night, <laughs> knowing that where's that fucking monkey wrench? <laughs> God only knows where he left that fucking. Screwdriver. That is true, because like even like in our process of trying to get a vehicle, I don't know whether we got it or not, but like so they they're gonna take the van as a trade in. They're gonna give me a thousand bucks for it, which I was very happy about, because I that's I don't have to be working. It's not bad. Yeah. But then my stepmom's like, "Did you already trade it in? Because we might want it back because they gave it to me." Oh, you're trading in somebody else's property. Well, no, my dad gave it to me. Oh, okay. Yeah, like they're just—they're gonna, gonna actually do what grown-ups do and fix it, right? Well, maybe, but I don't know. This things are so, like I before we came up here, I just taped my back window shut. <laughs> taped your back window <laughs> shut. Wow, hard to keep classy. There's only one thing between you and suicide, and that is this scratching. <laughs> are we gonna do the scratch in the beginning? No, because then we'll be sad the whole podcast. <laughs> 
save the sadness. Oh, I've, I'm sad. No, but those Mercedes, like the, I would, I fucked up the door on it, so I had to, like, take the interior door panel off yeah. of it. And as I was doing that, there was all these clips that snapped, like a bunch of plastic <laughs> clips that all. There was eight, eight of them. They fucking popped. They all snapped. <laughs> I don't know how to do fucking anything. <laughs> so these clips snap and I'm like, oh, these little funky clips. I'll go to Canadian Tire and see how much a couple of clips are. And they're like, we don't have those clips. I'm like, all right, I'll fucking call. And then I call this parts place that has them and they're like, yeah, those are $18 each. Oh. Like for a plastic screw. Yeah. That's where they bucks. get you, the parts. The plastic when screws. My, when our front window got smashed, it took them... Uh, a month to locate the, uh, a window to put it in because they're like walls are 2000 Sienna they would they changed in 2001 and blah they really they're really hard windows. to find they had they had my vehicle for a month they didn't give me like a loan or anything they had the whole car a for a month. month a month I went on tour to the east coast with a loaner <laughs> with no I, they never had a loaner oh, it was okay. a glass place it was like Jesus. it was an autobot it was just glass and then wait a minute so you take your car to a glass place and was like yeah park it over there we'll, we'll come back in June like they made you wait a month to get it yeah because they said they couldn't find a part and then they said they found it but then they couldn't get someone to get it and then Adam like googled it and found it in five minutes <laughs> anyway but they, and then they charged us $300 for a fucking car window. Jesus. Well, good thing you got it all sorted out now. We're Thank not... God. So we can trade it in and maybe recoup that $300. It's too, but it is stressful. That's why you want to it, fix it. It it's... is stressful for comedians trying to get loans or something, right? Because first thing you have to say is, I'm a comedian. Oh, and they, they're like, oh, that's cool. Toyota dealership. That's cool until they see how much you make. You're gonna, this is, I'm going to cry on this episode. <laughs> No, this would be the crier. No, we can call this episode the crying episode. <laughs> Sean's already Lee, looking scared. When Kathleen doesn't get her car, she cries. Get her the fucking. You know what? We should start. The, the, how many people do we have on Patreon? We have about eight. Three. Three. <laughs> Did you present that to the Toyota dealership? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> I know that I've been rejected. But I want you to know that there are three people on our Patreon for our podcast on Patreon for a total of seventeen. Oh, that's neat. But yeah, I don't even know how. Yeah, what's a podcast? Plus K four. Plus K four. K four financial. K four cake is always rolling. In. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking gravy train. This is his podcast, basically the K four cry podcast. <laughs> I shouldn't have even got into it because I'm just frustrated about it. Ugh. Yeah. Well, it's okay to talk about it. <laughs> I think you're going to get the car. That's what I think. Even if we have to steal it. And then I'm going to be crying because my loan payment's too much. <laughs> How much are you going to owe? Uh, well, I think it's like going to be $13,000. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. You so, can manage that. Like, the bank will get forty. And you got your good. You got a good Mexican restaurant job now. You're touring. You're doing Bassett rounds. You're killing it. <laughs> things are great. Things are great. Things are getting better for you. I think they are. But sometimes you still gotta cry. You know? Sometimes you still gotta cry in a podcast. <laughs> Jim, this piece of shit. He's like, keep the cameras rolling. 
This is the first time you guys have been fucking entertaining. Oh my god, people with my old podcast, I cry every fucking episode because I just, maybe because I was talking about stuff and then I just get emotional. Yeah, whenever you're doing the pre-podcast, oh I hate it. Like, let's talk about what's happening. I mean, I would cry. (laughs) Like, well, everybody, this week I sat down and talked to my dad again, and so that's coming up. One of the more boring ones we did. Anyways, I'm in Brooks. <laughs> Just wrangled up another Christmas party. I feel like my material is really getting better. I feel like I really hit it. That's always fun when comedians are like, I'm fucking killing it on the road. But the industry will like, fucking ignore me again. Yeah. It's like, guess what? The road is the road. The road is it's not even comedy. The road is the you worst. Could, you could go up there and just bang drums and people would be like, fucking, you're better than the guy last week. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're crushing oh it on the God. road and then wondering why you're being ignored by industries, it's because you suck. All the, road, the road is like, it's, it, it seems <laughs> you're, cool. You're garbage. And I put, like myself, I put myself in that mix of like, the more acquainted you are with the road and the more tricks you develop to succeed on the road, the farther away you are yeah. from like industry success. Yeah, absolutely. You're on the road. Like then all of a sudden you're doing a showcase and you start off with like, uh, where's my pot smokers at? Where's my, who likes to do a little puff of the dragon? Who likes to dabble in the green arts? <laughs> and the crowd's like, yeah. <laughs> Talent evaluator quietly puts a notebook back on her lap. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's no. Oh my god! And then, and then, and then that road comic spends the next year going like, I had the strongest set. Oh my god! I killed it at the showcase. But again, I've been ignored because the industry is threatened by my truth. No, they're not. They don't give a fuck who you oh, are. Oh, the road. The, because you're not. The, see, the road. <laughs> you gotta go. It's it money. sounds you gotta fun. Yeah. It sounds great when you're younger. But then, like, the road starts to suck because you see all your friends that don't go on the road getting way more shit than you. Yeah, but they're and not. And you're just like, what the fuck? But everybody just. You just go on the road because you have to. Like, we, you know. But not everybody us, goes like, on the road. No, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're gonna like have industry success just because you stayed. But but you know. in, like my point is like if you're in LA or something like that, instead of like leaving LA every month for like a week or two, there's people that just stay. Yeah. And they're the ones that hang out and get in at the clubs, and then they're the ones that get promoted and stuff. But I'm, and I'm not saying it's like then, I'm negative. But I'm just saying like this is the the no, honest yeah, truth. And it's true. Like even material wise. You know, if you're going up every night in town, yeah, then you're you're writing a different class of joke, or different because you're like, oh, I'm competing against all these other good comedians yeah. in town, and this crowd is fairly savvy, right, about comedy. So I'm not going to be able to pull the wool over their eyes with some, you know, like you know what's yeah. crazy? Women are <laughs> they're nuts. They're nuts, aren't they? Um, you know, you're just not like men and women are different. Aren't they? I mean, you guys know it. <laughs> Every time I get into a joke that's sort of like that, I'm like, I just I'm like, okay, so here's my men and women are different joke. Oh fuck, I have seven. <laughs> oh, I, have seven does. I have seven of them. But if you don't have them, you're not gonna make it on the road. No, you right? got to get those men and women are different jokes because down. It, and the worst life you could live is where you're like in town and you're like, fuck the in town stuff. Like nobody likes me here. And then you go on the road and you can't find a way to make that work. Yeah, either. So that's you're like, 
and you're fucked in town and out of town, no good. Yeah. <laughs> Where's you going now? But then you're sadder than Kathleen. <laughs> you better be crying. <laughs> Sometimes crying is good. Like if you weren't crying, I'd be like, she's given up. <laughs> like whenever I see Kathleen cry, I'm like, oh, she's still trying. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like she's still kicking. <laughs> if, you were, if you weren't crying, I'd be, you know, I'd be, like, you know, I'd be like, oh, it's uh, Kathleen has accepted that she's not getting financing for a vehicle. I expect to see that Sienna in a garage any day now, in park, running. I'm not paying dip exactly. No, no, fuck it. Well, just... we were doing good. <laughs> we were doing so good. I was getting better. Episode we went through twelve episodes without you crying. That's pretty good. <laughs> we can call this episode Sean in the Bank Me Kathleen Cry. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, BMO. <laughs> no, it I is. am not richer than I think. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually more poor than you thought. You're shockingly poor. <laughs> You're richer than you think. I always laugh when I see that. I know. <laughs> Who are you seeing that to? Not us. <laughs> You're rich. <laughs> I don't know many rich people that are like, fuck, I didn't know I was that rich. Like, every, I've always hated it. I've everybody hated knows how much money they have. I wanted to get a Scotiabank card to get scene points, and then I was just like, I'm not rich than I think I think that's a stupid <laughs> slogan. I just love the fact that you were you were initially pulled in by the slogan. <laughs> By the scene points. Well, the scene points. For movies okay. that I All don't right. go to anywhere. Alright. But yeah, it, it is humiliating going to the bank with your hat and hat oh. kind of thing. I've, I've had to do that on a number of... It's, it's just humiliating. It's sort of like going to the hospital as a diabetic when you know you're not taking insulin or something. Yeah. Well, I know it's like... It's not hard for everybody. So people are like, oh, it's not that bad. It's like going to church for an atheist. Because you're kind of like uh, repenting. Like, I have sinned. Please... <laughs> They're like, give me your card, and then you're like, sorry, Father, I have sinned. <laughs> I'm pretty maxed out on all those. I don't know if you want me to do some financial penance or... Do 10 push-ups and take a 5-year, 5% yeah. low. Yeah, <laughs> That's your penance. I definitely feel... Being in the office of somebody that works at a bank and sitting there with oh. your with your financial information on a computer screen that they're currently looking at. Yeah. That feeling is like... Holy fuck. Oh, and then you can see them looking at your stuff and being like, Woof. trying not to be like, wow. <laughs> yeah, trying not to be like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all their acting skills. Like, they're used to everybody coming in with a cup, you know, just a couple nuggets. <laughs> like, oh, you got a couple assets here. Like, Sean, you don't appear to have any assets. <laughs> Do you have any other debt with other, yes. <laughs> oh yeah, no, this isn't my own, this isn't my only oh, no. fucking rodeo, pal. <laughs> I've done this 20 times. You think you're the only bank I'm fucking? <laughs> Forget it. I'm a financial polygamist. I got cards from every bank in I my wallet. Cards <laughs> well, do you have any assets from anywhere else? No. <laughs> never was able to get my club into that. I was never into assets. I don't like it. I'm a minimalist, <laughs> other than the lines of credit you can see that are currently maxed out. <laughs> I'm not like that bad in debt, so that's good. But. No, you're like a homeless person in debt, where yeah. you just have nothing. Yeah. But you don't have less than nothing. Yeah. I have less than nothing. Well, you should be crying. <laughs> <laughs> you should I, let it out, I, Sean. I, I, <laughs> I can't, I just can't. <laughs> I think I just had money 
without working. Oh, where I would work and make like way well, more than I should. You work hard. You work pretty hard. Yeah. You're always like, you know, like how, what time do you start work to? In oh, that's not hard. It's like three hours a day. Yeah, but you're working the busiest hours. Sure. <laughs> It's, it's not pretty good. Working in the Mexican restaurant. No, it's not, especially at lunchtime in the business district. Do you get a lot of Mexican people in there? We get some, and then I'm always embarrassed because like they're trying, they're like they say everything perfectly, and then I'm like, oh, this. Oh, just oh that's how you it. say that. <laughs> <laughs> and I just butcher it, and I'm so ashamed. I'm just like they're just looking at me like, look at this white bitch. You Try. <laughs> Quesadilla, and then you're like, it's actually pronounced quesadilla. <laughs> yes. Three quesadillas, Frank. Because <laughs> that's what you want to be is the Mexican restaurant where Mexicans go, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, And they enjoy it. People that are from the Latin countries do like it. It's okay. really good. It's really yeah. fucking good. Hmm. But, yeah. No, no, it's like I work there. It's great. I don't okay, mind it. That's fine. I've never been. What? But there's, I actually know people that listen to somebody. I saw somebody who listened to this podcast. What? Yeah, just some guy. He's like, hey, I seen that fucking you and that girl. Where? Crazy. <laughs> he didn't say that. But he's like, I seen you on that. And then, and then he said, yeah, because I always get the compliment and then the pullback. Like, they always <laughs> let me win the tug of war and yeah. then they throw me into the mud. <laughs> You're winning, John. And then I am winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you never had a chance. Uh, he was like, I listened to your podcast. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Where was this? So where did they see you? It's like some pub or something. Oh, really? And I was like, oh, thanks. And he's like, I don't know if I'll listen to another one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's the I'll best review ever. Oh, my God. That's really funny. Yeah, hey, listen to one of your podcasts. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know if I'll listen to another one. Wow, that person's mean. I hope that you're still people watching. Don't really think, when people are talking to me, they don't think they're capable of being mean to me or something. Yeah, because you're a comedian, you should be able to take anything. They, I guess. That's like, absolutely just, it. They say the weird, like I get the meanest little, you know. Like they, yeah, like some girl saw me at, in Calgary at a gas station and she's like, I saw you at a show at the uh, at a hotel lobby. There was like 10 people on. You were one of my favorite guys on that show. And I'm like, oh, thanks very much. And she's like, like not my favorite on the show. Because there was, and then she starts like listing two or three other people that she preferred to me. Yeah. And I'm like, why, why couldn't you have just left this? At, like, you know what? I'm just happy she remembered names. She <laughs> didn't no remember. one ever remembers no, names. No, but she was like, well, she wasn't saying names. She oh, was she like, was just... that black girl with the testicles. <laughs> Remember, because we were going to talk about that, uh, the tr the trans, what was that, what is the name of that trans man? <laughs> what is Tra the name of that? What is the name, what is the name of that trans? In Montreal? Jessica, no, the one in Vancouver, Jessica. Oh, Vancouver. It's the Human Rights Tribunal. Yeah, because they wanted to go get a, a bikini she wax. Wanted, yeah. She, or a Brazilian. She wanted to get a Brazilian wax, but still had, like, penis and testicles, and then... The people who worked at this no. salon or whatever said, yeah. no, we're not going to do that. And then, you know, she took it to the Human Rights Tribunal or whatever. Yeah. So that's where it's being sorted out. But I think in the meantime, like, that salon is, like, shut down. They're well, yeah, because there's so much hate towards them now because they, yeah. they think but most of the people that worked there were immigrants. 
So yeah. it's like this weird sort of like... It's a weird thing that liberals do sometimes, is they think that they're fixing a problem by bringing more attention to it, and then, oh no, now you've bankrupt a family because you felt like yeah. you weren't being given enough op- like chance, I can't remember. And then the right, the right, <laughs> the right loves these things, right? Because they can oh, say, yeah. look at this, this is trans. Oh, I know, like, and then they no, blame it. That's not trans. That family is broke because a, a trans person attacked them. Like, it's yeah, just you're so crazy you've got in Canada, everybody. It's fucking so stupid. So, like, they're going to latch on to this notion of, like, she's representative of what yeah. trans people are. Trans people are going to come in with their old genitals and tell you to do stuff <laughs> that you're supposed to do. Their old genitals? With their old wrinkly Mercedes. Their old rusty, <laughs> with their rusty genitals. Rusty 1999 Mercedes testicles. <laughs> I just think, my, when I first heard that story, um, my whole thing about that was like, I've heard that girlfriends have tried to wax their boyfriend's balls and rip them open. Like, I don't think it's Oh, as, boy. Yes, that's bad terminology. Like but opening that, balls up. Yeah, but like, I just don't think, I would, if I was a, I wouldn't be um, comfortable waxing any testicles because it's a very delicate area. Especially anything over 40. Especially, they're so long. <laughs> like, I, I, would, I would wax a baby's testicles. <laughs> Those tight little nuggets aren't going anywhere. That'd be so easy. They don't but like a 57-year-old man comes in, like, hey, can you wax these? Like, are you kidding? I just don't, I, when I first heard it, like, I understand where the trans person is coming from. And, uh, but I'm also just like, I would say no to that for any kind of penis that came into my waxing even studio. Even the black ones. Even the giant black ones, I would have <laughs> said, absolutely not, I'm not ruining this perfect, gorgeous thing. Oh. Anyway, but. No, that, yeah, it's a because yeah, the, and the, you know, the right, because so that, that's, because I'm politically left, I see it as like fodder for the right. right? Yeah. They can look at this and go, see, this is what, this is what happens when you let people be the gender they weren't born with. Yeah. Everything gets all fucked up. Yeah. And it's like, no, this is one isolated incident. Yeah. It's one asshole that was like, can you wax this? Like, shave it yourself at home, Frankie. I just, I just, that was my whole thing. I don't think it had anything to do with what they identified as. I think it has everything to do with penises were not meant to be waxed. <laughs> and immigrant women are not going to necessarily. It, it, and that is another good point that it's like, okay. It's not an excuse, but it is a point that, like, you know, sometimes they have different values. They're coming from an older... Yeah, and they're not on white people Facebook. Yeah. You know, if you're a Filipino woman in her 40s trying to make it in Vancouver, you are doing fucking, like, you know, you're painting 180,000 nails a, a day. <laughs> yeah. And then some white guy comes in, dressed like a girl. Hi, can you wax my testicles? And you're like, fuck off. Like, yeah. Well, haven't you been paying attention to what's going on in the world? No. And she's like, nope. Yeah, like I'm. I got my head down. I'm working. This is yeah. my business. It's become a very hard. There's this whole business of canceling people and ruining people, and like, so somebody makes a, a mistake and then they're canceled. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. Ariana Grande made a John Benet Ramsey joke about like a Halloween costume or something, and oh like, really? And then they and killed this, her for it. A whole bunch of people were like, cancel art. I'm like, for a fucking joke. Like everybody needs to take a lot of weed pills and just yeah. chill the fuck out. Oh, it's funny because that John Bonet thing, I mean, that's that's a hack joke. Yeah! For me. If a comedian did, it would have been retweeted a couple times and like... Yeah, it would have gone away because like, ah, look at Benet Ramsey over here. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of became... 
you know, it was, it was but that it's funny, like stuff that was like offensive in the immediate aftermath of yeah. Bonnet being killed. Yeah. And then, you know, for a couple of years, leave it alone. And then 10 years of go ahead and knock her out of the park. Oh, and the people, the people who are all mad at her are all these young people that weren't even alive when Jean-Bonnet yeah. was here. And they don't even understand why it would be offensive. That, right? we, like, we still don't know what the they, I think the brother killed her, but that's just my personal opinion. The brother? It's, it's always family. Yeah, that seems like all of the, if you, I've listened to a no, lot of podcasts about family. it, but like, like when a woman some, disappears, it's always the guy. It's always the almost husband. always the guy. Yeah. I was watching a crime thing today, and it was like this girl got murdered, and then um, they thought it was first they thought it was her boyfriend that she lived with, and or and then they thought it was her boyfriend's brother who she also lived with, and then they they got alibis, and then they figured out it was this other dude who came in to steal her panties, and then she caught him, so he stabbed her 80 times and murdered her. Well, <laughs> I mean... I mean, I would've been like, you're gonna just have the panties! I wouldn't have said anything! Don't murder me! No kidding. I mean, that is... I mean, that's a little overkill, I think. <laughs> stabbed her 80 times. Oh, whoops, you caught me. Oh, it uh, was... I was just trying to get some of your panties. Weird. That's why I love true crime, though, because sometimes you're just like, holy fuck, like, you gotta, like, be like, how is this person? I don't know what. I don't know what. Are it, they alive? Yeah, that's so crazy. It's always it's always the fucking husband. Like every single time. And I yeah. mean, I've never. I have never understood that. I have never understood like. Just leave, you fucking idiot. Like you yeah. don't want to be with her anymore or whatever. But like, maybe they're those leave. people that have that weird brain. Defense. Yeah, nobody else can have her. I guess a lot of times it's like the woman pulls away, right? Yeah. The woman, the woman is like, her, yeah. fuck off, you know, we're not really in a relationship. So, like, they're at that point of, like, separation. Yeah. And then the guy's like, well, if I can't have her, no one, like, The O.J. Like, Simpson. Yeah. Like, if, yeah. if she's gonna be fucking some other guys, I might as well kill her. Yeah. Which is just, yeah, that's a fun mindset. That's what, like, but you can't think of that, but there's people probably that, like, have something crazy going on in their brain, like, because there's, if, if, like, I don't think we'd be murdering this many people if there wasn't something fucked up in our heads. I don't know. I think it's like a... It's weird, yeah, because you get, you know, you're just, I guess... But I mean, a lot of the time, too... On some level, you can relate to it because we've all had those breakups where, like, you know, you kind of were obsessively thinking yeah. about that person for a month or yeah. two months or whatever. But, I mean, but you were like never the, thinking, like, yeah, I don't no, know if I That's why I never understood the one where the guy that did this killed his wife and his kids. The one that was like, oh no, they know it's me. What's his name? Oh, that fucking, one? that guy from Colorado. Yeah. What's his name? Chris, Chris Watts. Chris Watts. Chris yeah. Watts. That's, That's why I didn't understand that one. Because he was the one, I mean, I, and everybody's like, well, why didn't you just get a divorce and pay child support? But I think like, I think what happened with him was he got into a fight with her and choked her. And then the little girl walked in and was like, what's wrong with mommy? And then he's like, well, I'm going to kill the witness. Like, I couldn't believe, I don't understand what's going through this guy's fucking head. And just the fact that the next day, like the body cam footage of him just kind of, what's up? Yeah. Like, he's just like a guy. Oh. Like, but that's know. a perfect like textbook thing of like watching somebody that's clearly guilty. Like if you're doing a body, if you're becoming a body language expert, I'm sure that is textbook body language, guilt, right there. And almost every time I would 
I would be, I would assume that it's a guy who thinks his IQ is a lot higher than it really is. Mm. Yeah, that's it's what I've guy. heard that a lot. That as a, theory, as a theory, that people think that they can get away with it because yeah. they think they're smarter than everybody yeah, else. Yeah, they watched like CSI Miami yeah. three times, and they just like put bleach on everything. Yeah, and thought like, oh, that'll do it. Like, well, you're still the only person that had access to this fucking hotel, you moron. <laughs> yeah, you dumb. Just because you doused it in bleach and got rid of the DNA evidence, there's still like circumstantial evidence to yeah. convict you. I mean, I would, I would like to watch a show called The Perfect Crime where someone actually does figure exactly what he should and shouldn't do. I, get, I mean, you can't make it look like they disappear. And I think that was like Chris Watts' thing. He was, he thought he was smart enough to be able to be like, well, they're gone. They went out of. I mean, we had, we had a bit of a fight, um, and they just left, unfortunately. So he tried to make it seem like, oh, you know, they, she got mad at me, She's we had a fight, yeah. and they're gone, they left. And he thought, long term, he thought, like, everybody would be like, I can't believe she went away and started yeah. a new life without anybody. Yeah. Which, I mean, is the dumbest premise that you could have. Like, well, but it's a whole, I feel like that's more of a male, like, uh, uh, she needs me to live, she can't live without me. And then you see her living, and you're like... She never needed me, and then it well, hurts more. In, in that case, she wanted like they were. They were. She was pregnant. Yeah. Oh, so, she. Like, yeah, she, she didn't. So she was. He was the one that was cheating on her yes. and looking to get the fuck out of that relationship. Yeah. And, and instead of looking like the asshole that dumps a pregnant woman, you now look like the asshole that murdered his wife and children. So I mean, those are two different yeah. levels of asshole. If you're going to be yeah. an asshole, I recommend being the asshole that doesn't kill. <laughs> just, just the premise of like, oh, they, they left. I don't know where they went. And then her friends oh. are like, well, she didn't contact us. I just can't imagine just going through your head like, you know, and you're doing your best to be like, no, everything's fine. No, everything's great. I'm a terrible liar. I couldn't oh, lie. Oh, fuck. Are you kidding? There's no way. In a second, I'd be like, okay, I killed them all. <laughs> I would be able to lie, but it would not me like all day, every day. You know. Oh, you would be able to keep up with the lie. I would just be like sitting in the fetal position all day, yeah. and then a cop would like I would just be like, "What the fuck was I doing?" And then a cop would come by, and I'd be like, "Hi, did you find her? Oh no! Nice to it. meet you. I'm not looking for my dead wife. Are you? There's no point. I mean, <laughs> have, we should have find you, her. Have you ever watched Barry? Uh, no, it's, what's that? Oh, it's so good. It's uh, it's like on HBO, and it's got uh, the Fonz and Henry Winkler, and it's and got why I can't remember his name right now. Bill Hader. He's, okay. He plays like a hitman that gets into acting. It's very weird, but there's a lot of murdery kind of stuff in that, and it's like that's a really interesting show to watch to think about the mind of a killer because he wants to get out of it, but he can't. It's really good. That's it's weird so because funny like, I, too. Don't, I don't know. I mean, because I'm kind of obsessed with shows like that, but yeah. I don't know why I am. Because really, these are just stupid people. Well, I think that like a lot of people get obsessed with murder because they can't think about ever doing that, so they they want to hear how someone maybe. Maybe I'm convincing myself I'm not a murderer. Kathleen, maybe. I mean, you're capable of it. We're all capable of it, Sean. No, we're not. I just I I remember once I met, like, I saw a cop. He used to come into this restaurant I worked at all the time. And I'm like, why do I get so nervous every time I see you? And he's like, it's because you're an innocent person. Like, He's just like really, yeah. That's what he said. Like he's like, so like guilty people. Oh, are he's like, like fuck he, you. He, he notices. He's like, yeah. if you're guilty, you're not gonna be like, oh god, a cop. Oh my god, because you're working so hard to be like, what? Like, but most normal people, when they see police, they don't, they don't think they're there to give them a lollipop. They think that they're there to give yeah. them a speeding ticket or to like tell them someone died. <laughs> tell them something. <laughs> Hi there. 
Your wife's dead. They do that I'm though. Not married. Wrong house. I apologize. <laughs> it was, Damn, not again. It was 83rd Ave, Bill. Not strange. Oh my god, that would be Hate those false death alarms. Oh my god. You might want to sit down for this. Your grandfather is dead. <laughs> Your grandfather died ten years ago. Oh boy. Wrong house again. Wrong condo. Um <laughs> wrong condo. <laughs> Oh no. Ron Condo sounds like someone running for the US president. Ron Condo. <laughs> I think he's gonna make it. President Ron Condo. I, I knew he was a Muslim. <laughs> Isn't that being taped today, the Democratic debates or something? Aren't there like 28 people? Oh my god. Like, that's ridiculous. Crazy. Like, typical that, Democrats, they can't narrow it down. They have so many factions, right? Yeah. Narrow it down to a few, not 20. Like, it's crazy. It's just yeah. so crazy. I think they'd be smart to be like, okay, white straight males are out. Like, we're not going to elect. <laughs> we don't. What about Bernie Sanders? I just watched that documentary. Possibly Bernie. That, that documentary that Michael Moore did, I didn't even know existed, called 11-9. That's November. Oh. It is fucking, it'll make you hate everybody but Bernie Sanders, though. But yeah, yeah. it'll make you even hate Hillary a little bit. And I, Hillary? Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just made Daryl Max afternoon. <laughs> Just, and it was a lot to do with it that she was a woman. It really, but it's like, fuck, finally a woman gets a, a shot at something. And then she said too much bad. But then she was like, she, no, she wasn't a great person. She had a very, like, but she most politicians, she, especially career ones, they're fucked up. She was just never a very good politician. Like, she, you know, she was never, uh. You won't say it, you want to say it. She well, should have just been a first lady. <laughs> no, I mean, I just never thought she was a great politician. Like, yeah. she wasn't a great public speaker. No, she you wasn't. Know? She wasn't. So, she, I think, like, I think she was actually, would have been a good president, but I don't, she just wasn't a gifted public speaker. And I think so that's she that. was just doing sound bites and, you know, just didn't, nothing was, nothing, you never watched her and were more endeared to her. Yeah. You, know, you just kind of, you were, so there were people rooting for a woman to win. Yeah. But, they were like, eh, this woman isn't really, you know. I want, I want uh, Elizabeth Warren to at least be in the running and perhaps win. Cause That'd be you, fun. If you listen to this, she, I, I love this. She says she has no problem talking down to male politicians. That's my new favorite quality of female politicians is like, it used to be like, okay, you're right. I'll be quiet now. But these girls are like, no. Fuck you. Like AOC, that girl, Alexander, yeah. oh, she's incredible. She just says, no, no, here's the truth. And she comes back so quick and fast. It's very confident. And you're like, I believe it. Yeah. I'm not going to research this. <laughs> well, and I mean, a 70 year old man uh, was destroying um, other old people yeah. using Twitter and using social media. Like he was able to kind of you know, snow under Hillary and all that, but like, he's not going to be able to dismantle these younger politicians. No, these that's the people thing. People that grew up with social media and yeah. know how to manipulate it and use it to their benefit. Yeah. He's not going to be able to just roll over all these chicks well, because they know how to use it better than true. he does. And it's also like, uh, like a thing about the, that documentary that he brings up is that uh, what happened in that election is that people, the Democratic Party was not that great and they just kind of like made everyone lose faith in them so they're just instead of like going and voting Republican they just were like no I'll just sit home it's my vote doesn't mean it. I, I don't feel inspired to vote for anybody so that's why I think like I don't know yeah and it's sort of why you can never have 
like ultimates where like you know it was almost like okay bernie looks like he has momentum but he's another old white straight male yeah so we really are we should be looking to capitalize on the first woman to be the president but that's did you where know the most that, mileage like, is this is what work out that's true this is what made me like dislike the whole hillary thing i had no idea i didn't pay this much attention but when bernie sanders and and her were the primaries he apparently won all these states, but they said that Hillary won them, and she yeah, didn't. Yeah, because of like super delegates and stuff. I like, don't understand how it works. Like out the, there, Democrat, but... the Democrats have like super delegates, so that they can kind of keep things in line. So like, what happened to the Republicans is because they don't ha use the same sort of super delegate system. Uh, and super delegates, I'm not really smart, but they're essentially like people within the Democratic Party easily. can come in over the top and say, I'm a super delegate, oh, and that. so I can decide where whether this person wins or that person wins, you know? You get my joke. What did you say? They bruise easily. Super delegates? Super delegates. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Anyway, <Christ>. I'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> I like you better when you were crying. <laughs> when she kidding. tries to be funny, it's worth it. But when she cries, the viewership goes up. I wonder how many people are going to watch this when we say, I cry, because that was like, on my old that book, people, enjoy, people enjoyed it. They're like, oh. They message me, they're like, I know this sounds bad, but I really love it when you cry. I'm like, I'll keep living a shitty life just to <laughs> keep this up. Well, I think it's because, yeah, it's because, like, you know, they, people are in listening to podcasts or whatever. It's the only time they know for sure, like, oh, this person is really going through an emotional time. They're not, yeah. This isn't a put on. This isn't like an actor pretending to be something so that all this yeah. podcast. Yeah. I, I mean, I think a lot of people just like it because they're like, okay, she's crying too. I cried all night last night, so I'm not alone. That's true. Yeah, other people Everybody cry. Cries like, Everybody cries at Thank God there's another grown woman that cries that all the time. cries all the time. And I'm supposed to be a strong woman. I'm such a crier though. You know that. I'm like the... I'll I mean, you can be a strong woman <laughs> and cry. Oh cry. yeah. I better fucking be, but you just like... Have, like moments of being like when you're crying emotional. but that's the thing when you're crying nobody's like everybody's just like stop her from crying <laughs> you know nobody's like what's the problem what's the root cause of it they're just like shut her up give her some, <laughs> give her some chocolate and you know what's worse about being a crying woman is that you're a fucking crying woman and then everyone's like see we told you to get over emotional Literally. like honestly like that's what it and then you're so you're crying and then you're angry at yourself that you're crying yeah, and then it makes you even more emotional yeah. <laughs> so it's just like I can't stop it like it's just like oh it's so and funny everybody's just kind of like oh let her cry let her cry let her cry but no, I actually wanted to say some things too like oh we won't be listening let her cry the words you say while crying are meaningless <laughs> that's really what happens is like you, you could be saying anything. When, as soon as you start crying, everything you say is meaningless until you stop crying. Yeah. No one's listening to your crying words. No. They're just like, they're just happy that fucking, when is she going to stop crying? Yeah. And when you stop crying, they're like, okay, we can listen to her again. Okay. <laughs> I've never cried on stage, though. Wood, I'm very Not proud of that. Tears. I have cried before and after. Not the same show, but, but like, that's different. <laughs> they don't see you cry. <laughs> I have had red eyes on stage before, but if you smile enough, people are like, oh, she's got allergies. Oh, she's just having fun. Must be, yeah, she must have hives. <laughs> she must have hives. I've seen like comics that like go on and they're just like. This have you seen thing. anybody ever cry on stage? Just, I don't think I've ever seen anybody cry on stage. I've heard stories. John Dore used to fake it. Yeah, but that that's was not really fun. That is fun. That was one of the most. That was. 
One of my that was one of the most fun things to do is to watch John Doerr do stand up before oh, really? anybody knew who John Doerr was. It was so fun because he would like sometimes he would obviously sometimes destroy, but yeah. there were times where crowds were just in Edmonton, northern <laughs> yeah. Edmonton. Like, what's going on? He would do stuff where they were just fucking like they didn't even they were like, what is this? <laughs> like he is would he cry. He would sit down and cry for five minutes. Yeah, like his commitment. Uh, was like uh, I'd never seen anything like his it. commitment to bits was always amazing. Like, remember when uh, they did the my sister? Oh. Would, that was the line. He would be like, oh, so he would be sitting there and pr- kind of pretending that he was about to tell a happy story. So he would just sit in the stool and he'd be like, okay, my sister was raped, <laughs> and then he would like put his head down and cry for five. I know he was he he is I mean I don't know I haven't seen him a long time but he's very good at committing to bits I've only seen him uncommit once oh really it was it was the Just for Laughs did the homegrown competition across the and then he won and remember he hosted and And was that show it was after that show because we were all hanging out and Andrew was like all over him and he goes Andrew kept going John, you look so sick. Oh, you look so sick. And John was just like, I, I am feeling a little sick. Like he would go along yeah. really well. And then Andrew's like, we've got to get you to bed. We've got to get you to bed. So we went to, I think you went to a hotel room. <laughs> so we went, Christ. I have a picture of Andrew tucking John in. He, so he was like, uh, uh, he, he let Andrew like pet him. And then, and then, after like a few hours of this, he was like, "Okay, I think I'm just gonna get up now." And Andrew's like, "No, you're gonna die!" And he wouldn't let him get up. Yeah. And that's the first time I've ever seen John Dorby like, "We are stopping this bit." And then he was like, "If this bit continues, I get to draw on your face with magic marker." And then Andrew got all angry. Oh my god, it was like yeah. one of my favorite nights ever. Well, because Andrews would do would always make you commit to something that was something that was being done to you. Yeah. Right? It was either you were getting your hair braided, you were going to bed, you were having pieces of paper on fire put into your mouth or whatever. <laughs> so, whatever. It was always like, so if you were committing to an Andrew bit, you were committing to being the subject of his vague assault. Yeah. <laughs> That's really what it was. Oh my god. And, it, and he was, he's hilarious. Oh, and I have this. The game, like, even that is so funny. Like John Doerr is like a big time comic, you know. At that time, he was still. He I was think, a pretty big yeah, time comic. Yeah, he was even still. Andrew, I wanted it. Like yeah. we were kind of like open micer, and Andrew was yeah, like, we, "We need to go to bed." Like telling a pretty successful. Comedian oh, he also don't you remember at the Rocky Mountain Comedy Festival when like we were all in this hotel room, we got pizza, and then Mike McDonald walked in, and Andrew goes. Oh, Mike McDonald, the Canadian king of stand-up comedy. Ooh, we're all impressed. And I was like, what? You said that? Yes. And I Mike just kind of, oh yeah. And Mike just kind of like, he thought it was funny. And then he hung out. And then when Andrew got just for laughs that year to do Homegrown. And I went as his like, you get a free pass. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> Mike McDonald, this was when it was still at the Delta. He was standing just outside the Delta. And we started walking towards him. He literally was like, oh, not you fucking too. And it just made me feel nice that he remembered. <laughs> Even though yeah. one of it was for being horrible. I never said that, but Andrew did. And it was one of the funniest things. 
Oh my that, god. Oh, not that's awesome though to be in that pocket <laughs> of like one of the most successful comedians of all time in this country. You, and saw I was you like, two and went ah, fuck. Yeah, I was like three years in. I was like, what the? He remembered. But as a joke, he I wasn't. Know. He didn't. No, he still. He yeah. was. He was one of the nicest comics I ever I knew. And yeah, he was cool. He did. A, I had a, one of my favorite episodes of my other podcast was with interviewing him. And it was. It was so good. Well, he's got lots of. He would have had lots of stories to tell. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. No, he was a very cool guy. <laughs> but yeah. I didn't know him very well, but we would have, like, whenever we had conversations, it was two people not making eye contact. So, like, he'd be looking at the fucking roof. Yeah. And I'd be looking at my shoes, and we'd be having a conversation, like, looking at different Well, because you're both two awkward weird. people. Yeah, it was weird. <laughs> weird and awkward. So, he was very awkward. Yeah. So, we'd be, like, talking about something, but he'd be, we'd both, you know, if anybody <laughs> walked into the room, they'd be like, those guys hate each other. Yeah. Who was like a comic when you started that used to come through with Yucks that you were like, I'm so excited this person's coming back. Because it always so feels excited. good. I'm I don't remember be being like that, you know. I was always like, oh, fuck, we got to go to the workshop. Really? You never had like a comic that like you were like, this is cool, this person's here? Not really, no. Because like I was never, like the only reason I got into, like I remember I was thinking about this, the, you know, like. Comedy was the first thing that most people couldn't do that I could do. Like almost yeah. every before comedy, I'd be like, "Oh, I'm good at uh, cleaning and taking care of kids and organizing things. What does that pay?" And people are like, "Fucking nothing." Like, those, nothing, dad. Stay at home, dad. Yeah, like, well, what, what you know? And then I'd be like, "Well, what does pay?" And they're like, "Oh, fixing things or you know." I'm like, "I can't do anything." I can't fix stuff. So I always thought like, "Oh, I'm the only things I'm good at are things that everybody's good at. That's why it doesn't pay." So yeah, when I got like when I first started seeing people do comedy, I'm like, I'll try, you know. Like, yeah. I could, and then so I was excited that I could do it, and but I was I was more like, okay, I wanted like Kathleen or Andrew or whatever. Like I was more into watching my friends yeah. do comedy than I was any headliner. I didn't really care. But wasn't there? But wasn't there like somebody that came through and you saw like John? Whenever John Dor came through, you're like, it's gonna be so much fun because he that, would go yeah. out and like hang out with us. Yeah, that was a little bit like later, you know, I wasn't brand new then, but yeah, it was definitely like, oh cool, John's coming, yeah. that'll be fun, like yeah. we'll hang out and watching his shows is fun. Erwin Barker was always good too because um, it would take a crowd 15 minutes to realize that he was excellent. Yeah. Like especially like, well not, I mean Edmonton's the only place I saw him. But he, you know, one of us garbage locals would go up there and be like, the fucking LRT between, <laughs> let me tell you something about the LRT at Clairview. <laughs> Woo-wee! You ever seen that chick that works the station? And I'd be like, yeah, she is great. <laughs> so we'd go up and do our local garbage. I mean, I wasn't opening for him, but I mean, I'm a part of that problem too, I'm sure. Uh, and then Erwin would get up and just kind of like, well, we're going to slow her down a little bit. <laughs> comedy for the couples. And the crowd would be like, oh shit, this guy sounds like he sucks. And then he would do like a couple of excellent jokes and they'd be like, he's bad though, I think, right? And then another couple and they'd be like, wait a minute, I think he's actually pretty good. And then, you know, after 15 minutes, they, the crowd was like, he's better. He's 10 times better than anybody we saw on the show. Yeah. But it would take them a while to realize what they were watching. I love that. That's so, so that's cool. what made it so fun to watch, is yeah. to watch an audience go from like, what's this guy's old guy's deal? To like, holy shit, is this guy good? Yeah. Do you ever watch an audience love a comic that's terrible and be like, these people are so fucking dumb? Um, 
Yeah, absolutely that happened. You try to not be in the room because you're like, okay, I don't want to sour on this audience. So if you're not in the room, does that mean that you don't like the Comic-Con stage? (laughs) Well, most of the time we're out of the room, right? Yeah, that's true. Like we're fucking, you know, if I dropped a nickel in the club, I'd leave it there. I think the comic strip is the only one because, like, there's, I mean, you can go stand in the hall, in the hallway in the back that smells like grease, or you can just watch the show. Yeah. So you're like, I guess I'll stay where it smells like grease. I guess I'll go where the grease is. (laughs) I guess I'll go where the grease is. The land of the burning oil. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, all this stuff used to be fries. Great over here. <laughs> oh my god, such a You know, inside the club, people are laughing and having a good time. Fuck, that, fuck shit. that. I'll be on here where it's quiet. I've heard that hacky joke before and he's making millions off it. Fuck that shit. That asshole. Oh my goodness. It's not a bit, yeah, I just, um, but yeah, I think when I first started, I don't, I honestly don't remember being like, sweet, there's headliners coming through. I was yeah. just like, because they, you know, they were all just, to me, they were all just arrogant guys from Toronto. Yeah. For the most part. I was still starry eyed. 97% of the time, like, these guys are just arrogant guys from Toronto. And 97% of the time they were. (laughs) They would sit down and be like, what can I tell you about myself? Like, it was never really a workshop. It was more like them giving you, like... Kevin Fox did a good workshop where he actually, like, worked on a joke with you. That's true. Yeah, Kevin Fox was pretty good at it. He was good at workshopping. Kenny V was pretty good at workshopping because he'd give you, like, a project like a teacher would. Yeah, yeah. So he'd give you like a writing project. Kevin Fox would watch you do stand up and tell you what you were doing wrong. Yeah. So more of like a technical thing. Paul um, Meyerhog would tell everyone how to not get an STD on the road. <laughs> would he, would he oh, say he that? did one. He did one like uh, what you call her like Tuesday night. Oh yeah. Headliner yeah. thing. And it, <laughs> he's like, I'm just gonna tell you to stay safe on the road and don't do this and always be careful of that. And it was so we're funny, coming, folks. What? <laughs> Because they were allowed to talk about whatever they wanted. The only way you're gonna get better at comedy is if you don't die of AIDS. (laughs) (laughs) So let's let's start with the basics. (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah. Well, yeah. Now Meyerhog is you know he's well fucking hilarious. Yeah. He's one of those guys where like he hasn't really he's got a great career, but you'd never know it. Like he has a career that he has most the best would. career that you could ask for because he's not super famous, but he's always working and he's always traveling and he's like, it's like the dream. But he never talks. He never, he never talks about. He never no, he talks doesn't. about it. No, so he people, would, people would think like, ah, I don't know what. Does he even what do ever happen to Meyer? Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Whatever happened? He's doing fucking eighty three times better than us. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So he gets to tour like internationally and yeah. Like, and, like there's times when I'm like, hey, are you? You want to do some a show in, you know, it'll be like six months from now. Yeah. And they'll be like, oh no, I'm, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I already have something. Oh, I know. One time so you're fucking booked. That, oh, you one time I got so mad at him because he was like, oh, I'm booking like a year in advance or something. I don't know, it was a year, but then I'm like, I don't even have next month full. Shut the fuck up. Shut your mouth, my dog. Shut your bitch mouth. That's what he said to me once. <laughs> okay. Well, and the way he said it would have been fucking. It was hilarious. funny. He, yeah. we were in Lloydminster, and there was like a dude that was very attracted to me, but I wasn't very interested. And Paul was like, "But you're poor, so, so you might as well fuck him." What? The money, like he was oh, trying to be my okay. pimp. That's fair. <laughs> as a joke, and he's like, uh, "He's like uh, four hundred dollars, five hundred if you want anal." Now this was years ago when it was okay to be like, and I. To go okay to do anal. None of this is bad about Paul because it was hilarious. 
Um, but then, like, I, he said, 500 for anal and I went, Paul! And he goes, shut your bitch mouth! <laughs> It was so funny. He's just such a fucking he funny and so fun funny. and harmless guy. Yeah, I wish that all comics to hang out with were funny, fun, and harmless. I know. Well, those guys move away, right? I know. That's they get like, out of here. They're gone. It's the ones that stay are fucking... The ones that stay are the ones that scare you. We're the harm ones. We harm people. <laughs> We're still capable of crying. We are still capable of emotion. It's weird. Not me, but you. Well, can we see if we won? Let's this? see if and our lives have changed. And I don't know if we've done four episodes yet for Ken, but let's just keep them going. So thank keep you. Keep it going. All right. Ken let's Tilly, K4 try. Financial. No, I will tell you that this is my this is my go-to scratch and win ticket. So why? But it's a tw it's, this is a twenty dollar one. It was twenty dollars for That's this one. That's right. It's a two million dollar supreme. Ten okay. top prizes. We could win two million dollars tonight, and I could finally. So we're trying to. We could go shit in a bank. You're gonna take a shit. Oh in a my bank. god! If I won two million dollars today, the people that don't approve me for this car loan, I'm gonna go and shit in the oh, middle of their man. bank, and be like, oh, I don't care. I have two Just million dollars. Shit. And then when people go, oh, you can be like, it's stinkier than you think. <laughs> <laughs> it's stinkier than you think. You fucking bitch. Are you comfortable telling this story about, did you tell the story about when you got rejected for something, like a loan, and then they gave you oh, a loan? Oh, you yeah. Well, Adam and I tried to get a consolidation loan, because when we coupled up, we fell in love, and we took on each other's debt, <laughs> basically. And That's what love is. That's what love is. So I wanted to try and fix some stuff. Actually, I wanted to buy a vehicle, but like, so uh, anyway, uh, we went to go get a consolidation loan, and... It's like me and Adam, like, oh, I'm a stand-up comedian, it's hard to track how much I make, and Adam's like, I'm a chef, and uh, we're both going after our dreams, and as soon as you say something about dreams, you're like, well, this, this is getting the rejects stamp, <laughs> these dreamers, I need cold, hard numbers in front of me, but yeah, so we tried, and then I got upset when she said no, and she was like trying to be helpful, I guess, and she said, well, at least you don't have cancer. Literally, she said that. I'm not making that up. You can ask Adam. He was also in the room. I was in shock. I was like, Makes you think yeah. You have it made me th think I should go get checked. <laughs> I'm like, no, I don't have cancer. I have crippling debt. That's what I have. <laughs> Stage four. Stage four crippling debt. You know, cannabis <laughs> works for that. <laughs> <laughs> cannabis. Cannabis does work for that. <laughs> I don't How know many answers now will be like that? Like, like so broke. And then she started taking CBD drops every day, and now she's a millionaire. She, she, Think about that for a second. She manifested it, and she found it. I've tried to manifest things before, it never happens. My manifests always come out like bubbling and like half made. So they're like, well, you can get this check for $100, but we're not going to give you a loan. <laughs> It'll be like my manifestations will always be a lot smaller than they should be. Like my vision board is just... No, it's empty. I have vision no vision. Board. No, I just have one of those black credit cards that will pay off oh, that I can get. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> because all I really want is good credit. I don't even need to win money. I just want no. good credit. Did we win? Uh, all right. Let's see. Okay. I don't think we've won anything, but I don't have any. Let's see. Let's see. Is there... Wait. Not that we've won, but I forgot to scratch one. Oh, God. What if that was the winner and we threw that up? That's always my fear. I will I check yeah, those I'm things check over them. and over because I'm just like, there's. what if I lost? Yeah. Or what if I won? I always lose. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't God, sound good. No, it's not looking great. This is a $20 ticket. Fuck. They're a 
They're a fucking nightmare. How have we like not won anything? This is just a lesson to people not to gamble. <laughs> it really is, because this is week 13. We've never we won. We won $2 once. We won $2 once on like a right, dollar right. ticket. Are you for fucking real? I'm not seeing any matches at all. Oh, God damn Wait a second, I just gotta do two more numbers. Is there a 43 in the mix? <laughs> mm, I think when you get so desperate to win, it, it hurts even more when you lose. <laughs> Which has been my career in general. <laughs> get your hopes just all the way up. Way too high, way too high. No, it's a loser. All right, we're but a you loser. Still check it. Again. Right. I will it, take it and I will check it, but we are once again a loser. Uh, that's well, okay. It'll you can only go up from here, right? You can only yeah. win. I mean, eventually, eventually you run out of tears, right? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Well, this, this is, is a fun podcast. This has been though. fun. I cried. I laughed. This is, I think, one of our better ones. There's a lot of name dropping. There's was a it? lot of well, like there not in a bad way. No, it wasn't yeah. a bad way. Positive. I don't think I mean, we said one. Negative thing about somebody. I said Andrew, I want to convey. Oh yeah. Stuff, but I don't think. Oh, and Andrew, our, Andrew's gonna be pissed that we even brought him up or told a he story about him. But, no, I know. But if someone, but Power Man will, or yeah, Matt will listen, and then he'll tell Andrew, and then Andrew will go into a fury. Because, Why the fuck are they talking about me? Because he's a corporate comedian that tours across America, and he doesn't need this press. <laughs> no, he does not. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. Tell us if you listen, just so we're aware. <laughs> yeah, so we stop. Bye. Bye. Oh, oh no. Oh, I can't no. believe we keep losing.